Welcome to Tax Insights, presented by Hawkins Ash CPAs. And good morning, listeners, and Happy New Year, Jeff. Good afternoon, or good morning, Terry. Yes, sir. How are you? I am doing all right. How about you? I can't complain, my friend. Welcome to 2021, and uh, today on the program, we are continuing talking about payroll items for 2020 and 2021. Right, right. Because if you do payroll for your company or you're a payroll professional, you know, January is always a stressful month. Not only do you need to do your normal quarterly reports, but you also have to do your year-end reports, including the W-2s that all those employees wait for. Mm-hmm. You know, with all the changes that happened uh, from a payroll point of view this year, this is probably going to be the most complex year ever. So let's start looking at some of the things, uh, some of these changes that we have. Sure. And the biggest thing that changed was what, what's called the FFCRA. That's, that's what a lot of people in the payroll area know. You know, and that's the qualified sick leave for those that were directly affected by COVID and the, the family leave that was for those that weren't, you know, 100% affected, but were also affected. And then there's also the extended family leave, which is for those that had to stay at home because maybe their schools or daycares were closed. Those are the things that I want to talk about today. There was also the employer and employee payroll tax deferral, but not many companies took advantage of that. So we're not going to talk about that today. All right. So let's refresh our memories on the qualified sick pay and the family leave. So the FFCRA was a program that gave employees who were directly or indirectly affected by COVID up to 80 hours of time off of work that did not affect their normally company provided uh, sick pay. You know, for part-time employees, they also got it. It was just prorated based off of how many hours they worked. Now, this was mandatory on all businesses. And so since it was mandatory, there was a credit that the employers could get to reimburse them for the wages, you know, some of the benefits and the payroll taxes. So essentially from the business point of view, they were, you know, out very little. And this was for every business, correct? Kind of. So it was for every business with under 500 employees. But that being said, I think that there were a number of, of small businesses who you know, didn't follow these rules since either they didn't know about them um, or they didn't think they were mandatory. So what should those businesses do that they did not follow these rules? First thing they should do is make sure they get familiarized with these rules. You know, talk to their accounting firms who does their payroll or their taxes. You know, that, that's always a big help. They can actually amend any quarterly forms in 2020 to be able to take advantage of those credits. Now, this really needs to be done in January since there is some impact that it's going to be on their employees' W-2. Now, it's a minor impact, but it'll still affect those W-2s that they have to get done here by the end of the month. And this program ended last year, right, on December 31st? The, the mandatory part of it did. But, you know, with this recent legislation that we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks that the president signed, this has actually been extended to March 31st of 2021. Now, under this extension, um, the new law made it voluntary, so not mandatory anymore. But I think it still makes sense for a lot of employers to do this since they're getting reimbursed for the majority of their costs that they incur anyway. So this isn't like setting the clock over, right? It's just an extension? That's right. So, you know, I almost forgot to mention that. This is an extension. So if you have an employee who used up their 80 hours in 2020, they have no more hours to use up in 2021. 
But if someone wasn't affected in 2020, but does get affected, you know, before March 31st of 2021, Mm -hmm. they would still qualify. So time is definitely running short, you know, here in the program. You also mentioned something about W2 reporting that we wanted to quickly touch base on. Yeah. So if the employee um, who used sick pay or family leave due to the COVID wages, there is some extra reporting that needs to be done on box 14 of their W2s. That's really the only change from prior years. Jeff, a lot of great information each and every week here on the program. We, we, we try to cover a lot, but there's so much more. If people want to connect with the team at Hawkins Ash, how do they do that? Yeah, so I think over the next month or so, we're going to be publishing a lot of good information on our website and also our email newsletter. So I would say go to our website, HawkinsAshCPAs.com, and sign up for those newsletters. Jeff, thank you for your time, and we'll talk to you next week. This has been Tax Insights, presented by Hawkins Ash CPAs. Learn more online at HawkinsAshCPAs.com. Hawkins Ash CPAs, part of your business, part of your life.